So what's going on, the Copywriting Corp Podcast, your boy Loso 2.0, the copy got himself. And today, you know, I got Darrell Moses with me. Um, you know, he's the founder of Rail Skills Academy right here. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna just let him do his little own introduction, man. Go ahead. <laughs> what's going on, everybody? Um, first of all, thank you for having me. My name is Darrell Moses. As I said before, I am the founder of Rail Skills Academy. What that is, is basically I'm a basketball trainer to anywhere from the ages of like three to uh, high, as of right now, it's high school, but I um, plan on expanding to the college and the pros once I get my name more out there. I just started this not too long ago, probably like a year ago. It started with my sisters. And now this summer has, was, as I'm sure we'll get into it, this summer has really uh, expanded my business. And my business has grown a lot to expand to a couple of high school players. But yeah, that's what I do. Oh, yeah, that's cool, man. So, um, so you started a year ago. So kind of talk to me about like what made you, like what inspired you to start this, man? <laughs> Oh, a lot actually went into it, but um, what inspired me to start this was that I was I was at the point in my life where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was in college. I was mainly unhappy in college, to be honest. I didn't really know what to do in my life. Um, beforehand, before I started this, actually was I was thinking about starting um a sports journal journalism company, whatever called the Rail Sports, where I talked about basketball. And I realized that the one thing I love more than talking about basketball is being actually being on the court and I also love teaching the game of basketball so I knew that um, I'm 21 years old now so I knew that my playing career was kind of up for um was kind of over for us so I had to figure out how I could get back on the court because I miss being on the court like on my sneakers playing against people or just teaching people <laughs> how to play and for the longest my dad even told me that um during my playing career I was one of them I was like a floor general so for people who don't know what that's called is like you basically run the team on the offense and defensive end and from time to time, I would get caught up more in coaching than actually playing. So it kind of all just came to me like out of an instant, to be honest. I miss uh, playing on the court. I missed I miss teaching people how to play, and I really love what I do. Nah, man, that's good. Now, playing with you, you know, I know, man, you really are for general, man, defensively and all that's, that's definitely true. And you said something, too, that I've seen that stood out, like the idea of like when you're in college, you kind of just don't know what you do. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of times um, – and this is something that I learned, like college obviously was a great experience, but it's like we kind of just jump too fast into it without having any idea of like who we are, you know, as a person and stuff like that. So those are some great things that you were um, saying with that as well. And another thing, too. <laughs> I just said my cat. It's cool, man. I got two rabbits. Um, <laughs> they just that. <laughs> but um, another thing that I seen that you said as well was like that idea that you just came like, are oh, you know what? My career is like you know, or how can I still do that? You know what I mean? Um, so we're going through all that stuff. I know it had to put some type of mental strain on you. So what are some things that you do for like your mental health and stuff? <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. That's a great <laughs> question. Um, what I do for my mental health is personally just try to take a break from mainly my phone. Cause this thing, this is like, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always on my phone, whether it be Instagram, social, like any type of social media, I'm always on my phone texting. So I try, mainly I try to take a break from my phone and what I do is and I'm blessed that I'm able to do this is I usually just go outside on my front porch and just sit down and breathe you know like just get away from everything enjoy the nature because people people get so caught up in these devices and what their world and their own problems and their own life that they just stop admiring how beautiful this world is I'm not really like a nature lover but I do admire the world from time to time so that really helps me um settle down and gain and um recenter myself you know also one more thing is I, i'll take really long showers to be honest 
I'll take the <laughs> I'll blast music, whether it be gospel music or like inspirational uh, music. And I'll I'll just be in the bathroom. I won't even be in the shower, just be in the bathroom and then I'll get in the shower and just really try to release all that stuff. So that's what I really do to um keep my mental health in the tap. <laughs> now nah, that's crazy, man. Cause I was thinking, like, you know, with all that stuff, you know, piling up on you, I know how it gets stressful it can get. And I feel like one of the things, especially like in our community, is like we take mental health as a joke, man. <laughs> like, you know, Twitter and stuff like that. You see people laughing and people talking about they want to kill themselves. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But people see it as it's not that serious, but it's like it really is that serious, though. Now nah, that's that's all okay. good. One thing. One more thing. Yeah, go I ahead. also I also started um, going to therapy this summer. This summer has been. It's been a uh, pretty stressful and I'm grateful for it all, but it's been a pretty up and down summer just in my personal life in general. But I started going to therapy. Therapy works, whether mm. you're getting advice or you just need somebody to go talk to. I've been going to therapy since like the start of August. Um, I go like every week. I actually have an appointment on Thursdays, which I'm excited for to go talk to my therapist. But therapy works. Don't don't neglect. Don't <laughs> underestimate the power of therapy. Yo, that's true facts, actually. And um, <clears throat> a lot of people, and it's kind of like what I was saying, um, like from a spiritual aspect, you know, like people look to go to God when everything is going down, like, oh, this is the worst thing. But therapy, it works the same way. Like you can do it when you're feeling good, too. It's like a it's like a booster. Actually, me and my wife, before we got married, we did, you know, premarital, you know, counseling and stuff like that. Even though we had a strong foundation, it was good to, like you said, talk to somebody and uh, here's, you know, here's my, you know, the event and all that stuff, that everything that was going on. What are some of the um, lessons or like a big lesson that you learned from going to therapy? Um, mainly just um, learn how to focus on what I can control, to be honest. My dad has always preached it to me ever since I was a young kid, but I never really understood it, stood it until this summer. And I'm the type of person that wants to control like everything that goes on in my life. <laughs> There's just some things that you cannot control and you have to be mm -hmm. learn to be okay with that. So like I've learned, like you said, prayer works just as well as going to therapy. I pray as well. I am a praying man. I'm just learning to really be still and learn to control what I can control. And mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah, seeing what you can control, you can control, yeah, I'm, I think I'm similar to what you're saying, man, listen, I feel like I control anything, to be honest with you, I'm heavy on speaking stuff into existence, Um, you know, a lot of that mindset stuff, oh, that's what I want to talk about too, that, that little book club thing you got going on, man, these uh, four right here, <laughs> oh yeah, those, what are the books you got uh, coming up? Uh, the first one I'm reading now, which I'm starting for September, is called Think and Grow Rich. I oh, read that already five times. <laughs> As you can see, I'm already almost halfway done, so September is going to be no, nothing. Next one is my set book um, called The New, uh, New Security. Psycho whoa new psychology of success mm -hmm. um i might be getting a job as a coach as a middle school coach so i'm really trying to congratulations bro. congratulations i appreciate it um so i'm really trying to lock on a mindset this is going to be october this book i had almost all year and i can't wait it's called the four hour work week and then lastly mm -hmm. for december to close it off it's atomic habits so yes yeah, those, those are the ones man there's definitely some good picks, good picks, good picks, man. Definitely. Think you real rich, definitely was um, you know, it's actually fun fact, Napoleon Hill actually died broke. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That, I did not know that to be honest. <laughs> I've been um mindset, I've been in that for like a while, bro. Probably like since I was 18. Rich Dad Poor Dad was like my first one. Nah, reading definitely, how's reading, you know, been helping you as far as like your journey? Reading has been helping me because we live in a time where attention spans are decreasing and decreasing yeah. every day. Like 
people can't sit still for like 10 seconds they can't listen to you for five seconds and it's like Mm -hmm. reading really helps you lock in so like every day what I try to do now is I read I turn my phone on focus mode and I read for an hour at least an hour Mm -hmm. so every morning I wake up I read for one hour just to mainly help tighten my focus because I've been the type to um really I noticed my attention span decrease and decrease I'm usually the type of person that listens and pay attention all the time so that's one way reading really helped me and um I would say um there's a lot of knowledge in reading this is there's a difference between seeing the words on paper and hearing the words because when you Mm -hmm. look like I don't I'm not gonna knock audiobooks like you learn how you want to learn but when you listen to audiobooks and stuff the words are going nine times out of ten might go in one ear and out one um, out the other side because you're thinking of other things going on in your life but when you actually see seeing the words on paper yeah your mind can wander a little bit but it's easier for you to refocus so that's why I really love reading that's how it's helped me yeah no definitely man um I like the idea that you said reading one hour a day I used to be a big reader like that every one two hours a day I started switching it into like 10 minutes but like as soon as I read this stuff, I immediately implement it instead. Yeah, because the thing I got called into was just like reading and getting so much knowledge to the point where it was just like I wasn't doing anything with the knowledge process by analysis. So that's why I started implementing. But no, definitely. I definitely agree reading this stuff. I got my own little library right here. I actually got, I think, 100 books. They oh, all I ain't about to pull them all out, though. But <laughs> no, nah, those are some definitely some good ones that you all you know, got there. So let's go back to, you know, this Rail Skills Academy, man. Um, what is one of the, um, you know, the best things about, you know, training these three-year-old the high school players? Like, what what's that, you know, I mean, what keeps you going, man? <laughs> it's those aha moments that the players have, to be honest. Like I said, um, I love helping people. Like, I have one of the kindest hearts, but that, those aha moments that players have where they are struggling with a move and they finally get it, now they feel like they can do anything in the world. Or when they, they see their work translate into the game, like one of my uh, players that I just acquired this summer named Jalen Horsey, he was he he was a pretty good, he was a great, I'm not going to uh, downplay, he was a good player coming in a freshman year. But this this year, we're really trying to take it up another notch. And he, last time I checked, last game I've been to, he had 37 points the other day. And it's really like seeing those players um, achieve those goals that they want to achieve. Now, granted, he's not where he wants to be yet. And that's what we're working on. But those are the little things that really try and get me up, that get me up every day to put in the work. Because honestly, you're not going to feel like, I don't feel like working everybody out every single day. I'm going to be honest with yes, you. But <laughs> it's seeing those things, like seeing those players finally get that move, seeing like my, I'm really developing my sisters. Those are, those are my first two clients. But seeing my sisters get better over time and seeing that work, those results finally coming from those hard work, that's what really uh, inspires me to keep going. No, nah, that's good. I mean, as a basketball, you know, trainer and stuff, what would you say is like, you know, one of the most important skills to have on the court? I would say IQ to be honest I would Mm -hmm. say IQ if you have basketball IQ which is probably one of the most underrated skills that trainers don't even teach or players don't even know about but if you have Mm -hmm. basketball IQ it's so hard to replace you some people may say shooting of course shooters if you can shoot you're gonna make a team but if you have IQ look at Udonis Haslam Udonis Haslam hasn't played in like five years but he's still with NBA <laughs> contracts just because of his IQ and his coaching like mm-hmm. if you have if you can really study the game and know the game it's gonna be hard for coaches not to not to put you on a team let alone play you because I was a player who had amazing IQ and I couldn't I knew the positions from point guard to center and I could play each and every one of them I knew every single play forwards and backwards so it's hard for the coach for me to take out the game so I really would say that IQ is probably the best skill to have along and next is shooting 
<laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I definitely agree. Look at Draymond Green. You know what I mean? I would yes. say he's the key to the Warriors' success. Without Draymond Green, they probably don't win a lot of those rings, man. So, <laughs> no, no, that's definitely that's definitely true right there. Um, So with your brand growing and all the stuff like that, now this is nice. I'm actually looking at your page right now. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Start, it. And they started Kirkwood Wise. Oh, what school are you going to uh, be uh, coaching for? Oh, at Conrad. So um, I, we were just supposed to be at uh, AI, but I haven't heard nothing back, but, but it's okay. I mean, I'm not, no, there's no hard feelings, but um, I might be getting a middle school girls coaching job over at Conrad this uh, fall, this season. So I'm praying and I'm hoping that I get it. Yeah, no, man, listen, if, if you do, that's great. You don't, we just know that it means a bigger opportunity is going to find its way to you. Definitely, man. And like you said, the first people didn't answer I look at a no or rejection is just the next step to a yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I just uh, recently, I just got promoted myself. I actually just got back from Texas. Um, yes, so I'm be running. Uh, I appreciate it, man. We running the district in Philly and stuff like that. So now, nah, man, that's definitely great. I like this saying be great right here. This nice little t-shirts and stuff you got on. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> honestly it's like like all my ideas come out of nowhere like i believe in like manifestation and stuff so a lot of my like quotes and saying just be coming like just be popping into my mind like as you can see i got the shirt on be great right now um what is derived from is just that life is actually really so simple to be honest but we choose to overcomplicate things mm -hmm. so i was so i wanted to think of like a motto for my um a slogan for my um company i wanted it to be simple and effective and so people could get it so i came up with the uh, uh slogan be great because all you gotta do is just try to be great in everything that you do don't worry about what's going on in the outside world don't worry about what this person doing don't worry about what that person do it be great at what you do and what you do specifically and if you try to be great at um whatever it is you do then there's nothing that you can't do there's nothing that you put your mind to there's nothing well there's nothing that you can do if you put your mind to it so yeah just try to be great in whatever you do whether it's taking out the, whether it's being a, a garbage man or being a ceo and mm -hmm. um, a top company be great at what you do and what you do specifically no that's true um that reminds me of saying my old mentor, Dan Locke, used to say, how you do anything, how you do one thing is how you do anything. So like if yes. you are like, if you, let's say you work in a nine to five, that's cool, but you want to be your own business owner. If you're going to work like not as hard at this job and then try to be a good CEO, you're not going to be a good CEO. Like, you know what I mean? You got to be good at that job so that you can be good at anything. So I do like that idea of, you know, be great. Um, being 21 years old and stuff like that, um, how does that affect your, um, I guess, relationships with friends, because, you know, to be honest, not a lot of people are um, <laughs> thinking the same way that you're thinking, you know what I mean? Or me, you know what I mean? Because we're young doing stuff yeah. that people don't even think of. How's that affect your relationships with, like, friends and family? And all? <laughs> it's really, especially this summer, it's really affected my relationships a lot, to be honest, because I would say that not many people understand, like, the work that goes into one being an entrepreneur and, and two like really trying to achieve your own dreams like, i took the unconventional route like i dropped out of college twice so mm. a lot of people didn't really agree with me like especially in some of my families my well now ex-girlfriend she didn't agree with me neither so mm -hmm. that's not really affected i lost that relationship because she didn't really see the vision that i saw so i really just that's why i developed the uh, model of always be always bet on yourself because at the end of the day people are not going to understand your vision if god wanted them to understand your vision they would give them that exact same vision but as long as you better yourself and you believe in yourself that you can do anything there's nothing that you can't do so i really took that leap of faith of 
stopped in school this no matter I had teachers emailing me constantly I had my mom and my grandparents I love that they of course they were just looking out for me but I had them tell me that I, maybe I shouldn't do it I had my own ex well now my girlfriend at the time tell me that I shouldn't do it but I really like I said before I was really just unhappy in college and that I just took that leap of faith trusting in God and now look what it's turned into and I'm couldn't be greater I couldn't be more grateful for it no, for real, man. Definitely. That's called the uh, burning a bridge approach. You yes. know what I mean? That's when you just kind of just like take it, you put yourself against the wall and it's like it forces you to yeah. have to do that. You know what I mean? You have to believe in yourself now because there ain't no other thing. <laughs> there ain't no other thing. And that's another thing. I, I was a person that always was a thinker more than a doer. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so I am really learning how to do more and think, well, not think less, but put my uh, thoughts into actions more often. And I really believe that don't have no plan Bs, to be honest. Because if you have a plan B, then you, that's all you're going to focus on, building that safety net. Because everybody wants to feel secure. Nobody likes being uncomfortable. And as you say, you grow outside of your comfort zone. So if you have that plan B, in my case, that was college. That was my safety net. If I remove that safety net, now I have no choice but to go all in on my dreams of what I want to do and focus on my goals. So removing that safety net, which was college for me, has really helped me really dive deeper into myself and, and unlock potential that I didn't really know I had. Yeah, no, nah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You said that, you know, your girlfriend at the time um, didn't agree. You said, how does your family, you know, take it like your mom and dad? Did they take it like, well, or? Um, my my mom was mainly the one that was like, maybe you should like at least try and go somewhere else. Like, mm -hmm. or she was just trying to encourage me to like, just kids to keep going. Cause I was so close. Like I was a junior, like yeah, I was, fact. <laughs> I did a semester junior the second time I dropped out. The first time I dropped out, I was like, I finished uh, sophomore year. But the second time I was a junior and like in everybody's eyes, you're so close. Like everybody in everybody's eyes, I'm so close to doing what a lot of people in this world aren't able to accomplish. And that's graduating college. Mm -hmm. But for me, mainly seeing that like, I didn't see the benefits of me getting that degree, to be honest. So my mom, she came to an understanding. It kind of took a longer process for her. My dad my dad honestly didn't really care. He just wanted me to be happy. And he just said, if you're going to do this, see it out. Because I was a person that I'm, I'm a multi-passionate person. So I will always jump to one thing to another without actually seeing anything <laughs> out all the way. So he just said, if you do this, just see all the way through. Focus on yourself. Give yourself, what, six months. You see where you're at from there. And then keep going. But try and see it all the way through. So the process was pretty hard. A lot of crying, a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of... Uh, time spent by myself to be honest even when I was working about mainly in my thoughts and by myself trying to figure out what I want to do because at the end of the day people can only give you advice from ex their life experiences you know so you can listen to what they say but at the end of the day just know that it's their perspective on their life and what you do may be something different you know yeah, no, definitely. I definitely agree with all that, man. That's that's some that's some tough stuff, man. I know that like <laughs> your family a lot of times isn't gonna agree. I mean you know, advantage, but disadvantage. I didn't really grow up with my parents like that. So I, you know, there is nobody to tell me like, hey, don't do the entrepreneur stuff. It's like, I'm gonna do what I want. Yeah, <laughs> but I do, I do know what you're saying, especially coming from, um, well, my wife, she came from like, uh, I'm, well, I'm going to ask you that. Is your family like a heavy Christian background? Oh yeah, for sure. My grandmother's yeah. a past, my grandmother, well, she was a pastor. Now she's working somewhere in the higher ups in the United Methodist. But yeah, mm -hmm. I've been in church all my life. And that's all yeah. I know. I know how I know how it is um, from or I mean, I don't know how it is with your perspective. I've seen it from like my wife's perspective. I know that like, although it's like that, don't judge thy neighbor. It's kind of like that. That's the first thing that gets done a lot of times. Yeah. When people try to like push everything to keep it structured and all that. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. So how, how was it for you, you know, growing up in church? Did you feel like um, it was like forced on you or how do you feel like it? Your basically your relationship and stuff with God now? Um, I feel like growing up, I mean, it kind of was forced on me, but it wasn't like it, it's not like I was rejecting towards it. I, mm-hmm. I just went to church almost every Sunday. I went to Sunday school. I was singing mm-hmm. in the choirs. I was doing like all these activities within the church because at the time when I was growing up, my grandmother was like she was the head of like the Sunday school at our church. So mm-hmm. it was always there. So, yeah, I could say it was forced upon me, but it wasn't like to the point where like I was rejecting it, you know. But now I've come to the place. um at the age I am now of really just knowing God for yourself and knowing that just because they praise God, um, people in church may praise God one way. It may not be the relationship that you need to have with God. So I go to church from time to time um, now, uh, nowadays. And that's because I really, how should I say this? It's not the fact that I don't like going to church or I don't want to go praise God. It's just the fact that I'm really getting to know God for myself and understand mm-hmm. the relationship have between me and him instead of all these outside influence influences tell me this is how I should praise God I should do this study my Bible every day like there's no really no structure to how your relationship with God should be and that's what I'm really coming to an understanding of yeah no I always say that you should and people take this as a negative connotation but you should have some level of skepticism you know what I mean like all right I'm not just going to listen to exactly how they tell me to do this thing I'm gonna go and learn for myself to gain that type of wisdom and it seems like you've done that where whether it's come to you know like sports it comes to you know your relationship with God your journey as far as like being an entrepreneur and stuff like that um so that that's really that's definitely a strong trait now as far as like um relationship wise right did you feel like I mean obviously you, you kind of talked about it a little bit but did you feel like you know you being an entrepreneur took like a big strain on your past relationship or with God no not with God with God with God with uh, women <laughs> um um <laughs> uh, it it, it kind of has you know because like I said like I just got out of like a two-year relationship this summer to be honest and it wasn't really to no fault of my own. I'm not going to throw this person under the bus because I still love her. I'm not that type of person. Of course. But it's definitely taking a strain on our relationship because, like I said before, it she did she had a hard understanding of what I, what I saw in my mind, you know, the vision that I had for myself. All she saw was, um, from my perspective, I'm not going to speak for her, but from my perspective, all she saw was, that I dropped out of school again with no real backup plan. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I did have a backup plan. That was me diving fully into this training business. And now it's producing blessings that I couldn't even imagine. I'm so grateful for it. But yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely took a uh, strain on that relationship. Of course, it didn't. But yeah, I'm grateful for it all, you know? Yeah, because everything happens for a reason, most definitely, man. And I feel like every relationship goes through that as well. You know what I mean? Um with me, even with me and my wife, right? Well, she became an entrepreneur. She actually quit her job, did entrepreneur full time. I'm like, hey, do your thing, man. You know what I mean? And it's good having a supportive circle around you. Some people are just not gonna, you know, go into the flow with it. But you know, I think it's great to surround yourself with people that you know think like you, or you know what I mean. So speaking of that, are you in any like you know entrepreneur groups, or do you know anybody else that's entrepreneur? Like who else is like thinking like you and pushing you? 
crazy thing is, I know I mentioned before. <laughs> I know I mentioned this before about how my mom really wasn't like on board with me dropping out of school. But crazy thing is, she's mainly an entrepreneur herself. She calls herself a mom, a mom entrepreneur because oh, oh like, mompreneur, I know yeah, <laughs> yeah, like she, like she calls herself a mom entrepreneur, or uh, entrepreneur for working moms. She has like what, like I think like twenty five k followers on TikTok now, just like give a motivation and inspiration to the working moms telling them that they can follow their passions and what they want to do outside of being a working mom so i would say that right now she is the closest person i had to an entrepreneur um in terms of being an entrepreneur entrepreneurial group but other than that i don't really have i'm not really you know like i'm not really a social person so i don't really have that <laughs> outside friends who are entrepreneurs i'm looking for don't get me wrong i want to get outside my uh, my comfort zone Mm-hmm. But right, as of right now, I would say, like, the only entrepreneurial influence that I have is my mom. Yeah, no, and that's good, though. At least they even have her, though, because, like, I would say 90% of entrepreneur success comes from hanging out around, like, people. You know, they say you're the sum of the five people you hang out the most with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it is good that I think you do that. Um, with finishing up, you know, this interview and stuff like that, man, is there any other, you know, words of advice or anything that you wanted to leave for, you know, anybody watching this video? Yeah, I would say I'll go back to the point that I made earlier. Always bet on yourself. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, always bet on yourself. Whether you're pursuing a dream, pursuing a relationship, pursuing a friendship, uh, internship, always bet on yourself and believe that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Like I said, I'm a two-time college dropout. Um, most people will see that as a, a warning sign, like, oh, he's not, no. It's not any, it's not no, a negative connotation to it. I'm a two-time college dropout and I really am betting on myself at this point. And also, like I said before, remove that safety net. Go all in on your plan A. Don't chase no plan Bs because if you have a plan B, you're going to focus on that plan B more than that plan A. Trust and believe. I know I've done it. I've been in no shoes before. So I, will, I would just say always bet on yourself and um, go all in on plan A. Okay. All right, cool. So um, if, you know, someone is three years old or in high school and they're looking to get some basketball work where can they uh you know reach out to you <laughs> they can follow me on my instagram this is i'm mainly on instagram right now you can follow me at rel rel skill academy so it was r-e-l-l-s-s-k-i-l-l then academy there's no um s between the skills there's no s at the end of skills because i usually get confused with that sometimes i'll be putting in there uh, Rel hey, skills academy <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's it's a tongue twister i want to change it up eventually but we'll see but it's rel's <laughs> skill academy you can find me on instagram i'm on twitter um at this i think at rsa academy i believe but like i said i'm trying to get into youtube and other stuff so if you want to get a workout in with me just hit me up on there and i got you <laughs> all right man i'm gonna put that in the comment section so they don't get you know confused and stuff. yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty though, they help a lot though it, it definitely helped out a lot though man we appreciate you having on that man y'all just keep killing the day and just remember man y'all pray for marking like this copy got on <laughs>